Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Erin Chamberlick Show. I'm your host and the Real Food Revivalist, Erin Chamberlick, coming to you live from Chicago. This show is an educational and informative program that teaches you how to eat real food for permanent weight loss, amazing energy, optimal health, and reduced cravings. Do you want to improve or even reduce diabetes? Do you want to get off unnecessary medications, improve your mood, clear your skin conditions, get rid of headaches, brain fog, improve aches and pains, or just learn how to get better? Then stay tuned and also visit iTunes and search out my name, if you can spell it, (laughs) C-H-A-M-E-R-L-I-K, and you will be able to tune in to over 92 previously recorded podcasts. I am a holistic nutrition educator and advocate for natural health. So you'll enjoy programs that help you reach your optimal health, vitality, and wellness goals. Are you taking prescription medication to manage cholesterol or blood pressure, depression, blood sugar, or any other condition? If you are, you're among the nearly 50% of all Americans who do the same. So maybe it's time to recognize that the standard American diet and even the standard American approach to healthcare isn't working out so well. The holistic approach addresses the root cause of your condition instead of masking the symptoms That's like putting a Band-Aid over the warning light. We don't want to do that. We want to find out what's really going on, and we want to build a strong foundation for optimal health. You can visit my website, getbetterwellness.com, or check out um, articles, podcasts, and you can get to all of that from my website. Now, this show is dedicated to people who are worried that they're taking too many pills and not getting to the root of their health problems. We um, know that while Americans comprise only 5% of the world population, we consume 50% of pharmaceutical drugs in the world. And I learned this as I watched the documentary this past weekend, Doctored. And you will realize that these drugs are meant to keep us imprisoned in poor health. And this is coming from an article about the documentary uh, to find on naturalsociety.com. The article says, make no mistake, these drugs are meant to keep us imprisoned for health and not heal us. It's time to kick the drug habit, America. Tell the drug pushers like Merck, Pfizer, Novartis, Roche, Blacksmith, Fine, Abbott, AstraZeneca, Amgen, Eli Lilly, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Sanofi, that you are going to learn what true health really means. I'm still quoting the article. You've likely heard the phrase before, Just a dozen huge corporations are keeping Americans popping pills while they rake in billions. But have you really thought of what these numbers translate to in terms of real health? We'll continue reading that article on naturalsociety.com. We are 
a society that is spinning out of control and it has become really terrible in recent memory, the number of drugs being prescribed. And now as you look on the television, you see those commercials where people are happily skipping along. Meanwhile, the narrator is describing all of the horrible side effects that can and do happen, including suicidal thoughts and tendencies and death. Um, But we still take the pills thinking, well, those are rare occurrences. No, those are real things that happen to real people. And if you are taking any medication, there's a great website where you can see what real people are reporting about these medications. And that website is called askapatient.com. Go on there, plug in your drug, and start reading and be horrified like I am every time I go on there. Here's another article that was um, in LA Times 2014 about antidepressants. The article says, about a decade after the Food and Drug Administration first warned that antidepressant medications increase the risk of suicidal thoughts and behaviors in children, new research has found that kids and young adults starting on high doses of antidepressants are at especially high risk, especially in the first three months of treatment. Among patients 24 and younger, those who started treatment for depression or anxiety with a higher than usual dose of SSRIs were more than twice as likely to harm themselves intentionally than those whose treatment began at the customary dose and increased slowly, the study found. For every 150 such patients, Being treated at those higher doses of antidepressants, such as Zoloft, Paxil, Prozac, Prozac, Lexapro, the study suggests one additional suicide would be attempted. By contrast, young patients starting the SSRI therapy at doses more customary um, only slightly elevate a risk of self-harm. So I don't feel good about this um, article a slightly elevated risk of self-harm, any risk of self-harm from SSRIs should be enough to make us realize exactly what are we hoping to achieve with these medications, especially when there are natural alternatives, but we're just not getting that information. Here's a story, a client of mine named Heather. Heather emailed me a year ago, and this is what she said. I'll get straight to the point. I'm desperate. I've suffered through numerous, often incorrect diagnoses and procedures related to my digestive, emotional, and exhaustion difficulties. I want to solve these issues without drugs. It has been about 10 years since I could wake up feeling good. Well, Heather and I didn't get together for a few months. She just didn't even have the energy to meet with me until five months later. Heather's fatigue was so extreme that she could barely walk to the mailbox, yet she had three little children and a busy husband to care for. She had a whole list of problems. Vertigo, anemia, significant memory loss, hair falling out, she was depressed, had nausea, sinusitis, GI pain, discomfort. All along the route, she was diagnosed with IBS and anemia and was told to exercise to lose weight 
yet she had no energy. <laughs> the doctor also told her that she did not have a gluten intolerance. This information we would find out later in her nutrition consultation was very, very wrong. She got more help from the people at the health food store who at least encouraged her to take probiotics. It helped a little, but she really didn't know how to eat. She was still eating bread and pita chips and soy foods and ice cream and pizza, pasta, chicken, coffee creamers, drinking Propel, eating junk oils like Earth Balance and soy oil and canola oil. So our journey began. Uh, we first worked to identify her food sensitivities, which were very blatant when we took a look. And we did some special testing to look uh, for intestinal microbial overgrowth. The test showed us that Heather um, also had an imbalance in neurotransmitters, the happy brain chemicals. Well, Heather worked very hard, and she did implement the suggestions I gave her. She moved away from all that processed food. She stopped soy and gluten and grains eventually and other foods that were causing problems. And she began to nourish her body with nutrient-dense foods, keeping her diet full of natural fats like organic butter, olive oil, and coconut oil. And she ate clean meats and loads of vegetables. And after a few months, I got a text with a short little video attached it was Heather water skiing. The woman who could not walk to the mailbox um, was experiencing a return of energy. And next came the report that she was snowshoeing this past winter and was going to try out her new snowboard that she got for Christmas. So the healing continues, and here we are um, seven months later. She says, I am much improved. My di digestion fatigue, the nausea, vertigo, all these things were improving. The hair was beginning to grow back, and the memory loss that she had experienced was getting better. And she said, who knows where I'll be a year from now. She said, I love knowing for absolutely sure that I can avoid my stomach issues. And that is very huge. All in all, she said, I'm a different person. The paranoia over getting ill is now just an occasional blip instead of a daily concern. I have the desire to move. My weight has stayed consistent for the past two months, which is a good 20 to 25 pounds less than when we met. My husband describes me as a different person. Not just smaller, but brighter, lighter in my personality. And she said, I would tell anyone who needs to make these decisions, you can do it. And God made us to crave, she said, but he wasn't thinking about carbs. So anyways, I share that story as an encouragement to you if you are suffering from what I call the whole list of problems. If you continue to go to doctor after doctor and you are not getting answers, and your medication is increasing, and you do not feel that your treatment is benefiting you, then you might be open to a holistic approach for your whole list of problems. Well, you're not alone either. We have so much concern in this country. 69% of adults are overweight. Heart disease is causing one in four deaths. Cancer, well, we're expecting a one point 
6.65 million new cancer cases in 2014. Well, how can this be? Aren't we winning any kind of war with all of our drugs? No, we're not. We are generally an unhealthy population. Uh, diabetes, well, one in three are expected to have um, diabetes, too much sugar in their bloodstream. 26 million people already have diabetes, and of those, 7 million are undiagnosed. 79 million people are considered to be pre-diabetic, and many times you've had the blood test and you're not getting that information that you are pre-diabetic. Your blood sugar really is best when it's 65 to 85 milligrams per deciliter, and as it marches up to 85 to 90 to 95, to me, that's a pre-diabetic condition right there. What is pre anyways? It carries the same risks of full-blown full diabetes, says Dr. Mark Hyman. 105 million people pre-diabetic or diabetic, that's probably you because that's a huge majority of people, at least one in three, if not more. So is, is it you? Well, you're thinking, um, maybe I have the genetics. Is diabetes genetic? Well, yeah, you can have the genes that predispose you, but really it's lifestyle and environment. When you consider what's happened to the rates of diabetes in this country, in, um, from 1983 to 2008, we saw an increase in diabetes sevenfold. Genetics don't change even 0.2% in thousands of years. What's uh, causing this? Well, let's take a look at food, the influx of sugar, soda, flour, processed food. If you're drinking soda and you think you are somehow escaping what's happening to one in three people, you are doing everything possible to make yourself sick. So these are choices that you can make, and I know it's addictive, and I know it's hard, and I know you love, and just a meal isn't complete without a Coke, but believe me, you can do it. I've seen lots of people do it, and diet soda is not better. In fact, it's probably worse because of the chemicals. I've had clients stop diet soda alone and lose six pounds in a week. You can't fool the body. It tastes sweet. The body gears up. It thinks we're going to have a rush of sugar, and it gears up. So put down the soda, put down the diet soda, diet foods, and go out and find some real food. And we'll talk a little bit about that. So what about this myth? Once you're on insulin, there's no going back. Well, Mark Hyman explains that with aggressive lifestyle changes, Patients can and do get off insulin under a doctor's supervision. And I've interviewed several people on this podcast who are MDs who are saying the same message. Dr. Eric Westman, he's at the Lifestyle Clinic uh, Duke in North Carolina, and he's been reversing diabetes in his patients for 12 years, taking people off of insulin. I'm even taking patients off of their diabetes medications, of course, with their doctor's supervision because it's about the food that we're putting in. Contrary to what we've been told and taught all of our lives, 
the food pyramid is hogwash. We should not be eating 6 to 11 servings of grains. We should not be eating things that are made with different grain flours coming out of factories, bagels, pasta, cereal, bread. All of those things turn into sugar. And no, you do not need to eat those kinds of grain carbs in order to live, in order to be healthy. There is no requirement, no nutritional deficiency will happen if you stop eating them. You will begin to balance your blood sugar. And you need to pump up the real fat. Yes, you do need that. Nope, the, the information you've gotten is not right. The problem is we've been told to eat factory processed oils like corn, soy, canola, those are not healthy for us. They're inflammatory. Switch to natural fats you can imagine your ancestors had and didn't need a factory. Butter, olive oil, coconut oil, macadamia nut oil, avocado oil, foods that are fatty <laughs> like coconut and avocados and olives, you can imagine how they probably got the fat out and the oil out without a factory. Those fats your body needs, loves, knows what to do with. You have to eat fat to lose fat. And there's a book by that same title that I highly recommend. Well, we have a problem as we're eating all these carbs and sugars and tickling our taste buds. Insulin resistance is the problem where your body just kind of shuts down from listening to the signals of the constant uh, rush of insulin to try and manage your blood sugars. And that's when the blood sugar in the bloodstream begins to rise. Too much insulin, too much belly fat. You can't lose weight. And then maybe there's a problem of you eat breakfast and one to two hours later you're shaky and angry. That's because you ate a carb-carb breakfast. Your sugar shot up, it dropped, and all of a sudden you're shaky and angry. It's hypoglycemia. It's not just the way you are, it's prediabetes. It's a warning sign that your body is sending you that I do not like the way you're eating. So we need to recognize that what we got away with as a teenager does not work as we get older. It will age you rapidly if you continue to eat a high-grain, high-sugar diet. And we do not want to rapidly age. Insulin has lots of things that it does besides what it's supposed to do and helping the blood sugar be managed. Well, it can lead to high blood pressure, high cholesterol, low HDL, high triglycerides, low libido, infertility, sticky blood. And we want to change that. So if your first symptom is that shaky, angry two hours after you eat, if you have that reactive hypoglycemia, get on it. That's your wake-up signal. Do you want to just keep running through the red flags until you do get a diagnosis of diabetes? Not only is um, you know, this diet that we're eating bad for the body, it's bad for the brain. Here's a book to get, Grain Brain by Dr. David Perlmutter, neurologist David Perlmutter. Somebody who knows about the brain is saying our carb-heavy, grain-heavy diet and sugar destroys the brain and fuels Alzheimer's. Yeah, that's what it's doing. 
It tastes good. It's fun to eat candy and the sneaky sneak when nobody's looking and eating that whole pan of brownies and then making another one so the family doesn't suspect. Buying extra Girl Scout cookies and keeping them in your car so you can eat them all yourself. Some of that rings true, right? Um, if you're hiding and eating in the dark, then, yeah, you need, you need to get with a uh, nutritionist, perhaps, or a naturopathic doctor who can help walk you through the addiction because that's what it is. Your body is needing some neurotransmitters, and you're ringing the bell with sugar. And it doesn't, that's not the only way to ring the bell. <laughs> we can do it in a healthy way and balance your blood sugar. So consuming healthy fats and limiting the carbs and sugar, that's the way to help prevent and reverse Alzheimer's, diabetes, ADHD. There's another MD, William Davis, cardiologist, author of Wheat Belly. He believes the same thing. And another MD, which I mentioned, Eric Westman. All of these gentlemen have written books. I highly recommend reading them because... If this is a new message for you, you need to do lots of reading. And I love reading um, from people who are well-respected in the medical community. Eric Westman is an obesity expert. He recommends a low-carbohydrate, high-fat diet for rapid weight loss. And what I mean by low-carb is we do not need to eat grains and sugar. We get our carbs from healthy plants called vegetables, and that's the basis of where the carbs should come from. Fill the gaps if your blood sugar allows it with a little bit of fruit. But I'm saying whole fruit, maybe one, two, or three pieces of whole fruit a day or a half a cup of berries. None of this, you know, 10 bananas a day, that is not going to achieve any goal for most of us except to shoot our blood sugar up. Well, Dr. Perlmutter said this, the fate of your brain is not in your genes, it's in the food you eat. Isn't that pretty powerful? If you feel like, oh, my parents had Alzheimer's or diabetes, grandpa, grandma, aunt so-and-so, everybody had diabetes, everybody had Alzheimer's, I'm going to have it too. No, stop that thinking. The fate of your brain is not in your genes. It's in the food you eat. You control that. It's mostly about lifestyle. You can control the food you eat. You can get off things that are coming in packages, off of factory lines, and turn towards real food. Meat from animals raised the right way. Free range, pasture raised. That's what we're talking about. They should be eating grass the cows. They should not be eating grains and GMO grains and jelly beans. If we want to be healthy, we need to eat the meat of healthy animals. And you can find it. Farmers markets are a great place to start and they're just opening now. So we can ward off and reverse in many cases these serious big deal diseases of Alzheimer's, dementia, diabetes, ADHD, low-carb, gluten-free, high-fat Limit your carbs from grains and sugar and enjoy every meal. Enjoy some fat like coconut oil, avocado, salmon, eggs, grass-fed butter, grass-fed beef. These are healing foods, vegetables at every meal. And if this is foreign and sounds very strange to you, it's in an enjoyable way to eat. It's delicious, but it's like a new job. If it's new, you just need to get a good cookbook 
lots of good cookbooks um, under the paleo designation, P-A-L-E-O. And if you Google paleo recipes, you will find more than enough to eat. And it is healthy and healing. And we have seen time and time again people losing lots of weight, 50, 80 pounds or more, balancing their blood sugar, tightening up their flab, getting off medications, getting off sugar and artificial sweeteners and chemicals, seeing their food allergies go away, seeing their seasonal allergies go away, improving their sleep. There's so much you can do. The power is in your hands. You just need a little bit of education and maybe somebody to walk the path with you. If I can help, you can find me at getbetterwellness.com. My name is Erin Chamerlick. We need to have a real food revival. Have a great day.